0: Welcome to the Love Lines podcast, where we'll explore powerful lines from some of the greatest love songs ever made. Get ready to take a deep dive into beautiful music with me, your Love Lines host, Akamia. Hello and welcome to the show. And as always, I am so happy you're here. So, spoiler alert, prepare yourself. (laughs) Every season of Love Lines might include a song from Whitney Houston or Lauryn Hill. Maybe even both. Because those are my two favorite artists of all time. Ever. Above anyone. I don't care who it is, throw them out. Whitney and Lauryn Hill one and two jenna jackson might actually be in a three-way tie with them but she didn't make many love songs that's the only reason she may not appear as often as the other two maybe if i started doing something like you know sensual sundays miss jackson would be here more frequently because her brand was sexiness though let's be clear Miss Jackson is one of the greatest entertainers in the history of entertaining. When we think of her, we think of immaculate dance routines and an alluring, magnetic persona. I wanted to be friends with Lauren Hill, wanted Whitney to love me, in a maternal way, but I wanted to be Janet Jackson. Sometimes I still do, you know. If we're being real, we're being honest. That's how captivating she is and, you know, how how rhythmic and smooth and just everything. You know, it's like a basketball player looking at Michael Jordan and you think like, dang, I wish I could do that. (laughs) That's how it is with Janet. I'm not a singer or a dancer in any way. I can carry a tune a little bit, but I wouldn't call myself a singer. But still, when someone is just that phenomenal, how can you not? sometimes wish you knew what that was like so yeah Whitney and Lauren possibly every season for at least one of them and some seasons it may be both of them until i run out of songs from them both which with Whitney of course will take a lot longer that's what's so interesting to me about Lauren Hill's iconic status it's largely the result of one album the miseducation of lauren hill She released, and contrary to popular opinion, I liked her Unplugged album. But it's Miseducation that was so good, such a classic, that she continues touring with it more than 20 years after the album's release. I mean, talk about standing the test of time. Who else has reached the heights of El Boogie's success off of only one album? Who else goes on tour and performs nothing but the same songs from the same album over and over and over again, and we never tire of listening? Her shows still sell out. I'm seriously trying to think of someone who has released only one studio album and yet is considered an indisputable icon, a goat in the music field. That to me is a testament to the flawless depth of the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. This is one of those albums where you do not feel compelled to skip a single song. You might enjoy some more than others, but at no point will a song play that you flat out do not ever want to hear. Miseducation provided the backdrop for my first young adult relationship. My boyfriend and I would sit on the phone for hours, dissecting each song and declaring nothing even matters, hours. We would play it at our wedding. We decided. The ceremony never came to fruition, but I do talk about nothing even matters in season one. Go back and listen to it if you want to get the full story on my personal history with that song. This episode is about the greatness of that album as a whole, though. And how every moment is magical, every interlude intriguing, every track. I mean, every single one masterful and heartfelt, poetic and of substance. All the things, everything you want an album to be. Miss Hill raps and sings her way into our souls. And has there ever been anyone who does both so well? whose rhyming skills and vocal range can each stand up against the greats? Lauren Hill is a GOAT, and so is this album. This is why it and she transcend generations of music. Even the bonus tracks are fire. If you can remember back to the time of CDs, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill had two bonus tracks, that is. They were not even originally included in the track list. You just had to keep listening after the title track that was listed as the album's end. Until you got the surprise opening notes of Can't Take My Eyes off of You. Then, if you kept listening after that, Tell Him started to play. Tell Him is a ballad of almost unbearable longing. Imagine desperately wanting to tell something to someone you love and not being able to. How emotionally excruciating that must be, although Miss Hill makes it beautiful. She starts by just imploring, tell him, and then turns her gaze inward as she opens the song, asking to be the best version of herself in love. It is a prayer. Like how when you were a kid and you would promise to clean your room, get good grades, and obey your parents if God would just bring you this one thing you wanted. (laughs) Except, Lauren doesn't ask for anything in return. She just wants us, you, the listener, whomever this request is asked of to, tell him. Tell him I need him. Tell him I love him and it'll be all right. She never says who this him is or where he's at, but I hoped that he received Lauren's message, her passionate plea. Hell, I wanted to tell him after hearing this song. It's clear he's someone she loves, deeply, but we don't know exactly in what capacity. Is it a lover? Perhaps a past lover. Is she hoping to reconcile? We don't know if he's simply somewhere far away, in the hospital, in the military, impaired in some way, or incarcerated. But we know that wherever he is and whatever the reason, communication is challenging. A third party must be enlisted to help. Or perhaps the record itself is her way of delivering the message. She never says, if you do this, I'll do that. Yet it's clear from the first few lines that she's bargaining, or at least affirming. Let me be patient. Let me be kind. Make me unselfish without being blind. Let me be patient. Let me be kind. Make me unselfish without being blind. These lines resonate with me as Make me who I need to be to make this work. For love, like life, is all about balance. I want to be trusting but not foolish. I want to be understanding and forgiving but not self-abandoning. Soft but not a punching bag or a doormat. Attentive but not obsessive. I want to believe without being naive. The answer is always somewhere in the middle. So we ask for the best of us to be revealed. If I can get to where I need to be in order for the love I desire to find me, whether or not it does is a formality. I've conquered the hardest part in service to myself. The rest is out of my hands. I think that's what Lauren Hill is doing here. She wants him to know she cares. And also, while he's away, She's nurturing the parts of her most critical to sustaining love. Ugh, and I just adore how she ends her list of things to tell him. Because yes, we want to know that we are loved and wanted, even needed somehow. But sometimes, all we really need to hear is, Everything's gonna be alright. Hey, thank you for listening to Love Lines. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please remember to subscribe, like, and rate on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you may be listening. If you'd like to suggest Love Lines for a future episode, please visit lovelinesmedia.com or I am at Acamia on Instagram. I look forward to hearing from you. Take care till next time.